The race is on and it looks like heartaches And the winner loses all Hello and welcome to the season premiere, season three now, I think it is, of Baby Talk. Very happy to be back working with Gainsway once again. And our first guest, we bring on a man from Gainsway who's joined us uh, each of the last couple of years. And I think we're going to be hearing from him a bunch more this year. Somebody who understands the breeding side of the biz, but also the betting side of the business. He is from Gainsway, Ben Gowans. Ben, what's going on, man? Hi, Pete. Uh, Saratoga is here. I am uh, nearly uh, probably about 90% uh, done with my journey uh, driving from Lexington to Saratoga. I am stopped off at the uh, one of the famous uh, I-90 uh, rest stops, The uh, currently at the Indian Castle Travel Plaza. Um, I thought I'd be wise to pull over um, instead of trying to look at PPs and talk to you while going down I-90. Very dangerous. Yes, it's been done before on these airwaves and, and it's not recommended. So I we appreciate your, your forbearance as far as that goes. What's your story for Saratoga? Are you just in, you're in from the start or close to the start through the sales? Or are you going to be uh, be with us the whole time? The, the plan is start to finish. Um, it was um, I was asked if uh, by the, the upper management Gainesway if uh, I would like to be in Saratoga for the summer and, you know, after months long of deliberation and, and plenty of arm twisting, I said yes. So uh, it's uh, I'm very excited. Saratoga is uh, my favorite place in the world. So do I sense some sarcasm? Ahead. Do I sense some sarcasm there? Was that one where the answer yes was out of your mouth before the question was finished being asked? Yeah, yeah, no, it's a no no brainer. Explain to folks who you know we haven't been on in a while what your role is with Gainesway, and then we'll talk a little bit about how things have been going with Gainesway so far this year. Sure, sure. So um, I, I am the racing manager for Gainesway. So I look after our racing stable. Um, we have about 25 to 30 horses in training um, and then work also on the bloodstock side of, of scouting talent, going to the sales and, uh, you know, trying to find the next fast horse. There you go. Certainly a key, a key cog in the wheel over there. And I know you guys have some new some new stallions. Uh, how's it been going with the with the new arrivals and what's life like been at the sales so far this year? Yeah, the breeding season was was very busy for us. Thankfully, uh, we had two new stallions this year, uh, Olympiad, uh, who won the uh, the Jockey Club Gold Cup at Saratoga last year, and um, Drain the Clock, great winner who beat Jackie's Warrior. So they were both very busy. Olympiad um, covered over two hundred twenty five mares, um, and Drain the Clock covered uh, two hundred mares as well. So they were in demand and. Um, we also have two uh, two horses who have their first yearlings hitting the, the sales this year in, in McKinsey and Spun to Run, and they had a good week, of, a very good week, actually, at the uh, phase of July sale just concluded on Tuesday. Um, uh, so, so full steam ahead, and of course, uh, Tappet still headlines the roster, and he's having a, another, another stellar year. Oh, we talked about him a ton this spring, you would have thought that our a lot of our Triple Crown preview shows were sponsored by Gainesway. As many calls as we gave uh, Tappet along the way, it's tremendous what he has been able to accomplish and what he's still accomplishing. You mentioned about being the racing, racing manager, and one of the things we always talk about about Gainesway is uh, the success uh, in terms of the breeding side, but also on the racing side. What have been some racing highlights so far this year? One I need to ask you about is our old pal uh, Spenderella and how she's doing, but give, give us the overview first. Yes, Spenderella is obviously uh, very special to us. She's a homebred of Gainesway. She's by 
Caraconti, a stallion we stand uh, out of a mare we still own. So she's a, a you know real homegrown product, and she's uh, she's run two very good races so far this year, um, running into two two very good fillies, and obviously um, trying to chase an Italian around last time um, was just uh, not couldn't quite couldn't quite get to her last time. She ran, she's run two very good seconds to start the year. Um, and, uh, we are uh, currently appointing her to the Beverly D at colonial in about a month. Nice. Nice. Uh, nice. That's going to be super interesting to see those races run down there. We're excited to be working with colonial and going to be providing some extra coverage. We'll certainly check in with you about her before that. What about the other things going on? Any other runners you're particularly excited for their, their next starts or, or highlights to talk about? Yeah, of course. Uh, Tapatrice has been you know, a real, a real uh, highlight of our year so far. He's, he's been a fun horse to be a part of, uh, partnered with, with Mandy Pope's Whisper Hill Farm. Uh, so he, um, he's going to breeze tomorrow, and um, we, we are considering the Haskell. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll know more after that breeze tomorrow whether he will go to the Haskell, but he's doing very well. And, um, you know, the, 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 the longer-term goal right now is the Traverse. So um, I think that's a race that will suit him very well. He's interesting. You know, he's a horse who, if I feel like he just grows up a little bit in terms of being a little bit more comfortable running in behind and not, you know, just getting a little bit more used to the business of racing. Um, I think he could have a very big target on his name. I, you know, this is probably very obvious, but it feels like just in terms of track profile and the way races typically shape up that the Travers might suit him a little bit better than the, than the Haskell though the Haskell could end up being this giant burn. If everybody who's supposed to turn up to the Haskell turns up, it could be this giant burn up where he can make one run and, and, and maybe come flying even in a track that historically more favors speed. It's a, uh, it's tricky, tricky decision. I'm sure for you to figure out where he goes next. And I'm sure that breeze will tell you a lot more. Yeah. We obviously don't mind uh, to see plenty of speeds on under a race that he's in um, that, that sets him up well. And, he ran a, a really a, a giant race in the Belmont. If you, if you go back and look at it, um, he I, I thought he grew up a lot um, in the running of that race. You know, he really he, he came on the bridle a lot earlier than he had uh, in the past few races, and he made a, a, a real early move and and uh, stayed on until the end. He he uh, he was in there, and uh, only expect sure. him to to improve going forward. Yeah, and and if he does, uh, the division might have to uh, might have to look out. So we'll see. We'll continue to follow that story, of course. Let's talk a little bit about uh, recent two year old action. The Schuylerville, historically uh, significant two year old race, opening day of Saratoga. A little bit of a little bit of a turn up in the betting markets, anyway. With the with the winner we saw, a first time starter, though. Uh, you know, not not completely unfamiliar to see Gary Contessa training a long shot winner of the Schuylerville. That that was a, a sort of a deja vu situation. What did you what do you make of the form of the Schuylerville overall? And what did you think of the winner? Yeah, I'm not sure what to make of the the form overall, but you, you have to be impressed by the winner. Uh, you know, making her first start. She she missed the break, but she really um after she missed the break, she showed quite a bit of speed and, and, and had no problem sitting right in behind horses and, and taking a bit of kickback. And, and she, she, to be honest, you know, she always looked like the winner to some degree. Um, once, once that hole opened for uh, at the top of the stretch, it was, it was pretty much over. I, obviously, you know, the, the numbers come back just okay. And I don't think the field's the strongest, but you have to be impressed by her. 
Becky's Joker getting the job done on debut at 21 to 1, daughter of Practical Joke out of Becky's Best and Elusive Quality Dam, cost uh, 130 back at uh, Keeneland November in in 21. And yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens with the rest of those. It's you know this time of year, the way that horses are campaigned now, it it's just it it seems like you can almost confidently say that we haven't seen the fastest ones yet. Is that fair to say? Well, of course, of course. Over the next few weeks, uh, you'll see, you know, sort of now, between now and um, Whitney weekend, you'll see those those Colts and Phillies that run in the Maidens that will set up uh, for, you know, the end of the meet grade ones, um, the, the hopeful and such. So uh, you, you'll, you'll, every weekend you'll see these, these first-time starters, these expensive, well-bred first-time starters showing up, and, and we'll get the, the summer rolling at, at Saratoga. Yeah, and we'll be talking about those, whether we're previewing them or reviewing them. We'll make mental notes to highlight some of the big figure performances. Why not tap the disappointment of the race, the $600,000 tap it out of the quality road? Damn, um, just didn't seem didn't seem like it was a going day, as the Brits would say. Did you see any excuse uh, beyond that for her? Would you be willing to give her another chance down the line? Sure. Yeah. She, you know, she, she just never quite looked like she was comfortable out there. Um, she's a Philly that's bred to go longer. Um, and, and in time would expect her to be more comfortable going longer. And, and uh, as you know, tappets uh, only generally get better as they get older. Yes. Time and distance are the tappet friends uh, typically. And when one wins like that with a good figure going five on debut um, and getting bet like that, you can, you can usually have more in the, in the locker. And, and yeah, yeah, I think with, with distance, you could easily decide to give another chance. Shall we pivot to talking about, unless you have any general thoughts on two-year-olds we've seen so far this year, we could, we could pivot to talking specifically about these races at Saratoga on Saturday, and we can use those as a jumping off point to talk about some first-year sires. Are you happy to, uh, to go and take a look at this first race on Saturday? Yeah, of course. So we're going to have a big favorite in here. And this is an interesting one that touches on a lot of angles. Pirate being by Omaha Beach, who's out of a ter- who's who's off to a terrific start with the three winners from eight first-time starters, and and the best one figure-wise wasn't even a wasn't even a, a winner yet uh, from from Omaha Beach. What do you think of him in general as a, a first-year sire? This uh, this this son of Warfront. Uh, the other that horse I was referring to was Hot Beach. Who ran in an uh, eighty, running second to, uh, to, to in, in a hot looking uh, maiden. Yeah, well, keep, keep keep track of those two fillies. Uh, here you come again, and and uh, Hot Beach. Those that race got a figure, and they were both visually impressive as well. So those are two fillies to look out for uh, through the summer. But Omaha Beach uh, has been well well supported at the sales um, from the beginning since since his first foals were weanlings. Uh, they're very attractive horses you know they have a lot of warfront in them but uh they have uh obviously omaha beach being by warfront but but they uh they have a lot of positive qualities and they've been well supported and we're, we're seeing them run now and and you know he, he, he was a he was a brilliant racehorse he had he had speed to go six and and beat a very good horse going six furlongs but but also stretched out successfully and uh he he has a lot of the ingredients that that make a good stallion there's a lot of pedigree on the dam side here as well, being out of treasure, national treasure, being in this uh, in this family who was a, a, an impressive first out winner. This is one who, you know, is going to take all the money 
and would be absolutely no surprise at all. But there's just some uh, some contrarian part of me, despite all the pedigree, despite the fast-looking work on June 29th, that just from a strict value gambling um, perspective, I probably want to look somewhere else and try to be a little bit cute in here, unless this is one where you go to the paddock and, and Pirate just looks like a, a man against against boys. What are you thinking of this race? So what do you think of Pirate's chances specifically in this race? Are you with or against? Um, I think we probably will show up to the paddock and he'll look like a man against boys, but yeah. um, he, he is breaking from the rail first time out and he will likely be you know, his four to five morning line and wouldn't be surprised uh, if he's even less than that uh, at off. Uh, there's there's two interesting uh, two-year-old and training purchases in here. Um, special element for, for Bill Mott's center, Copper Bullet, who was a very good two-year-old himself winning in Saratoga. Um, yep. And he's out of a, a mare who, who, you know, he's, he doesn't have the biggest pedigree, pedigree but he's out of a mare who won a uh, Florida Stallion Series race as a two-year-old. Uh, he was an expensive, uh, very expensive for a Copper Bullet in April, 260 grand. Um, you know, none of these works would jump off the, the paper and he's had three straight gate works. So that would, that would make you think, um, for, for Bill, he's may not be the sharpest out of the gate, but to see him show up in this first maiden is a little bit interesting. Yeah. I, this was the one that my eye was drawn to, and it was largely about that, um, training sale, the two-year-old and training sale price back in April off a $7,500 stud fee to go for 260. And then the other angle is I still think that while people don't think of Bill Mott necessarily as a first time out guy, if you look at what he's done in the last year with his first time starters, they're really basically as good as anybody. And I was just, you make a great point about the gate works and maybe that signals some sort of issue getting away from there. But I think we're going to be enough compensated in price into the teeth of that big favorite. That special element may be worth a play here under the circumstances. If you, if I can, uh, if I can twist your arm to, to, to go in that direction. Certainly. Yeah, no, he, he's an interesting horse and you have another two-year-old uh, in training purchase um, Arteta, I guess is what we're going to go with there. Yep. Uh, so I take charge Indy who, you know, for these two-year-old sales, um, you, you generally don't see them show up less than two months after the sale. And that's what this horse is doing. He's showing up in a race less than two months after he was purchased. Uh, George Weaver, who has had a stellar year with his two-year-old so far, um, he, uh, he he pops him in here off of only four breezes. So you, you, this horse might have a bit of speed as well. That's an interesting uh, point. And Weaver certainly, yeah, just absolutely – absolutely crushing it how does that typically work with the two-year-old training sales and and when they get to the races is it just that the the process that they go through for to show the kind of speed they have to show there they almost need to be like trained differently and so it typically takes longer it's not like they come out of those sales completely ready made for the races but i will say over time i do feel like there's a good correlation between that specific metric of the multiple of the stud fee and what they go for at a two-year-old and training sale and ones who are going to show speed and do really well first out. How do you look at that as somebody in the business? Yeah. So it's interesting, you know, every horse is an individual. So some horses, um, some horses constitution, some horses mind, they can, they can take that two-year-old and training process and go right on to a trainer, to a racetrack and, and start breezing only a few weeks after uh, that that sale concludes, others need you know whether it be for 
their mind or, or physical reasons might need just a bit of a, a break to, to reset. Um, but it, it's interesting, you know, this, this horse of, of George's um, was purchased at, at the Fadig Tipton Timonium sale um, during the, the right for the Creekness. Um, he shows up, you know, pretty quickly. Um, yeah. So th- there's been no bumps in the road with him. So he's, he's, he's showing George that, you know, he's a horse that keeps himself fit naturally. He doesn't need a, you know, a lot of, a lot of work to, uh, he doesn't need, you know, you know, many breezes to get himself fit and he, uh, he should be ready to go first time. And this is one that my other just mental note, not having seen the horse as an individual, but just looking at these bloodlines, one that you would think would also improve with, uh, with time and distance potentially with AP Indian and street sense in there. So one to, one to watch today and one to potentially watch, uh, Going forward, any other thoughts on the first, or should we uh, jump ahead to one of the three stakes races happening on this card, the Sanford? Yeah, let's go ahead to the, sta- to the Sanford. So this is another one where I feel like, you know, the conversation, ha- wherever you end up landing, the conversation has to start with number nine, Gold Sweep. We've got uh, a son of Spikes Town here out of the Giants Causeway Dam, Wonder Brew, who put up a monstrous 91 buyer speed figure back in the Tremont. I was not, I'll just, I'll lay my cards on the table here and say, I was not able to look past this one. I think the draw is great. Uh, they, they, the others just have so much to find. Is there any, oh, and then let's throw in the fact that there will probably be some moisture in the track and the, the spite stands all seem to move up on that as well. Is there, do you see any chinks in the armor here or is this just a gold sweep and, and from a betting point of view and, and, you know, make notes on the others for later down the line? Yeah, I wish I had a, a, a different idea to tell you, but like you said, he's drawn so well. He should get a very similar trip to the trip he got last time. Uh, if he breaks, just sort of sitting, sitting right off the speed, and and he was uh, he was a different class last time. And I know they think quite a bit of this horse, and um, it'll be interesting, you know, to see to see how he runs this week. And then Steve doesn't mind running horses. We'll see how many times he actually shows up this summer if he if he does win again on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, potentially one of the stories, an early guess at one of the, the, the stories of Saratoga if Gold Sweep does the business. In terms of the competition, not necessarily to pull the upset on Saturday, but just looking at them going forward, any particularly interesting uh, bloodlines or potential handicapping angles that you see looking over these PPs? Mm, you know, it's a, a one horse to point out coming out of the, the two furlong race at, at Parks, uh, the number five factor, you and me, and I expect him to be part of the pace. Um, it's funny you don't have, um, you know, there's there's a good bit of speed in here, but no, nothing nothing too crazy. And uh, another part of the pace will be will be D Wayne's horse on the outside who won first time at Ellis Market Street. Uh, he's a horse that's also bred to uh, improve a little more distance, um, so you'd expect him to show plenty of speed from the outside. Sometimes in these races, my favorite angle is to not even really, you know, go with the go with the fairly obvious winners. But, yeah, fi- if you can find a horse you have confidence can pass just because so many of them are coming out of wire to wire wins, like looking for a horse like that to maybe key underneath who, you know, can pass horses and you think is going to be a bit of a price. Nobody leapt off the page to me from uh, from that angle. Exactly. But, you know, maybe a horse like uh Triple Trey has a chance to uh, to at least 
past some horses in, in a race that, you know, it figures is going to heat up like crazy. Do you, do you give that one any count or have any others to mention as potential underneath types? Yeah, obviously, Barbara Minchel's come to Saratoga and won with a two-year-old before in these stakes races. And it's interesting, she she worked this horse on Woodbine's uh, dirt training track last week and had to be happy to see what she she saw there. You know, I, I, I believe there's a two-year-old boys race at Woodbine either this weekend or next weekend as well. So she could have instead run him there, but she's coming down to Saratoga, so she must have a bit of confidence he'll handle dirt. Um yeah, that's that. I, I can't really get past Cold Sweep, to be honest. No, I get that. Yeah, from a win point of view, and sometimes it's better in these spots rather than try to get cute in your verticals to keep it simple and maybe try to give yourself a, a free square. Well, we're hoping the weather is going to cooperate this weekend, at least to some degree. Again, probably won't hurt uh, Gold Sweep's chances any, but looking forward to uh, – I'm not going to get up there for a minute. I'm going to actually head out to Del Mar – um, early next week, got some work out there. Going to be very focused on Del Mar and Monmouth and Saratoga. And then I'll be making my debut in Saratoga subsequently. But Ben, I hope we can have you back on to continually give us some updates on what's going on with the Gainesway horses and look at more two-year-old races. And, you know, we don't have to be limited just to Saratoga either. We can you know, start looking at Ellis. Uh, there's going to be plenty of good stuff happening down there and then, you know, around the country as well. That sounds good, Pete. Safe travels. All right. Thank you, Ben. Thank you to our friends at Gainesway. So happy to have them back in the fold. Going to be a very fun summer looking at uh, and previewing as well as reviewing these baby races. It's really helped us in the past few years get a good handle on uh, the two-year-olds as we head into the Breeders' Cup and as we get ready for the calendar to turn and, and maybe even have some very, very way too early thoughts about next year's Kentucky Derby. For Ben Gowans, for our friends at Gainesway, I'm Peter Thomas Fornatal. May the hammer drop your way.